0: I like to do that about every five years, just set my life on fire, watch it burn, and start over from the ashes.
1: (laughs) I turned 50, y'all, and I started a podcast.
0: Really, age is just a number. It comes down to how we choose to live and the choices we make in our life, and those things accumulate.
1: Don't let the programming of life keep you from doing things every single day that that make you happy.
0: When we feel good, it's easy to think good.
1: Life is not happening to you. You are your life. You are happening to your life. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I speak with Gia Heller. A year ago, Gia moved to Florida, and she found her dream home, and she found her much younger dream man, and she's making every single day a good day to die. She's living the way she wants to live, and she's taking no prisoners. In this conversation, we talk about menopause. We talk about plastic surgery. We talk about MILF porn. We talk about numerology. I really think you're going to enjoy this conversation. And if you don't, well, that's on you. (laughs) Uh, Without further ado, here's our conversation with Gia Heller. And remember, make today a good day to die.
0: So, you know, I was living in Phoenix and I had been there almost consecutively for about 35 years, other than a few years in San Diego and a few years in Mexico, the country. Um, and I had quite a network in Phoenix. I had uh, several networking companies open and uh, had retired from that and moved into doing full-time social media, where I represented a plastic surgeon and a dentist and thousands of other customers. So between friends and family, everything, my whole nucleus was in Phoenix. And I decided in May of last year to just blow that up. And I like to do that about every five years. Just set my life on fire, watch it burn, and start over from the ashes. <laughs> um, but this time, I had made some really smart moves with my Airbnb property, so I left with the ashes and a little bit of cash, and I was able to buy my dream home in Florida. I moved in on August third. Now, why did you? Why
1: did you choose Florida? I chose Florida what for several you?
0: reasons. Number one, my extended family, my aunts that raised me, live in Florida. And I had never had adult time with them where I lived in the place where they lived. So with my mom living in Payson and kind of hermiting up in the mountains and my daughters having their own full lives, I just felt like I didn't have a place anymore. I wasn't mom anymore. I didn't want to represent everybody else's business anymore. I just wanted time for me. I'm 50 October 1st and that made me I said to myself what does your next chapter look like you know and I had my numerology done and I had found out certain things about me that have allowed me to achieve the success that I've achieved but what I'm trying to do now is build on that but build brand new and creative and really focus on the things that really really turn me on and things that I could talk about ad nauseum for weeks on end and those topics are Airbnb rental investment properties, um, plastic surgery—probably my favorite topic because it's so controversial—and of course, my next controversial subject: um, why I date and marry only younger men, at least fifteen years my junior.
1: So um, I want—I'm so excited to talk to you about all of these things. We we have most of those things in common. and um, But I want to get back. I, w- I want to stop you when you're mentioning numerology. Tell me, I have never done numerology. I don't know what that means. Tell me what that is and, and what that specifically told you. One of
0: my friends um, that had transitioned careers started doing soul readings and soul contract readings in specifics. So I hired her to do my natal chart with my numerology with the name that I was born with Um, And the name that I was, since I'm seven years old, Gia Heller. And one of the things she said to me, which really struck home um, for me was, she said, oh my God, she said, people would kill to have a dragon in their chart because it makes you so fierce and so powerful. She said, Gia, you have two dragons in your chart, one on each shoulder. When you enter a room, you're entering your person with two dragons, one on each shoulder. And people react accordingly. And you may have always wondered why you feel so different, why you don't relate, why you don't fit in, but that is why you were born to come in and take over. And that has really served me in business. Absolutely. I have two dragons. I felt that when she said that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. having said Mm -hmm. that, moving Mm -hmm. forward, I'm in perimenopause. Um, you know, still getting that period every 28 days, but. The hormones are starting to do this. So it's, I don't even know why I said that now. Um, oh, it's
1: another thing we have in common.
0: <laughs> so I didn't want to come into every room with two dragons anymore. So I'm contemplating a name change currently, either to some fictitious name really? that I make up, um, like an Italian name, like Gia Coconini or something fun, Gia Ferrari. <laughs> um, I love it. Or if I do continue in this relationship, which I believe that I will, I will become Gia Hartman. And I wanted, I told her back in the day before I even met him, I wanted to add love to my name. I want to come across the room with love instead of two dragons moving forward. So, Interesting. I'm actually uh, really trying to figure that out by the end of the year.
1: So, was there anything in the numerology reading? So you did that in Phoenix. I did it
0: here. I, I had just moved in. Um, the house was being okay. demolished, and I just knew that I needed—I needed to know where I was and where I was going, and and what, if anything, okay. I could do to alter the way my vibration is showing up in the universe. And one of the ways you can change that vibration, literally through the vocal cords. Is by changing the name and the sounds Like Gia, that's perfect already because it's got all of those vowels that you want. When you have the vowels in your name, it really lends to a softness and coming across through love. So um, that's why some people just completely make up a name. Like she went from Geli Akin to Geliana Akanana. I don't even know how to say her last name now. Um, but it's the vibration and the frequency that she wants to be to others. So we can choose what vibration we're putting out to others and to the universe.
1: One hundred. And I'm
0: okay with the fact 100%. that I put out X, Y, and Z for now because it got me exactly where I am, which is exactly where I'm supposed to be.
1: Right. So, so you blew up what was your life in Phoenix, and and from the ashes, you're, you know, you have this blank, empty space that you're able to create, you know, a whole new life that is designed by you, which is exactly what you're doing. And so, what is when you had that blank, empty, you know, canvas upon which to paint the new life in Florida? what what were you what were the elements that you were putting together well the
0: things that were important to me were I really wanted to make sure that my life here only integrated my highest callings um, so my number one Ooh. highest calling is helping others and um, I do that by creating spaces so I create spaces that like my last property was sold as a fully operative Airbnb property so I um, I knew that I had a checklist basically for this blank canvas. And I knew there were deal breakers for me. Like I wanted to live within 10 miles of the ocean. No further. I'm six miles. I wanted to live in a community that was thriving and growing and booming, which we are. We have the New York Mets spring training. Our housing growth is mm-hmm. through the roof. Um, and you know, every house gets still 30, 40 offers on it. So I really achieved my real estate dreams by finding this place. And the way I found it, really, it's more like free falling. I knew what I wanted, but I just knew East Coast of Florida, which, by the way, is, you know, I don't know, 24 hours long. It's a long coast. So I I went from Jacksonville all the way north to all the way south here in Port St. Lucie, where I am looking and looking until this one met every criteria in the book. And there were just little signs everywhere. For example, it said, turn right on Melaleuca. Melaleuca is the company that I buy all my essential products from. For the past five years, I also educate for this company. So when that sign was there, I was like, that's crazy. Um, and then- it told me Where was the sign? To turn on Victory Lane. And I said, this will be my victory because of all of these little signs and all of the check boxes being clicked off. And then from there- All my dreams started to get crushed. Here's what's happened next. I hire a contractor. He comes in and demolishes all the floors, all the baseboards, puts up all kinds of plastic. We're going to have this job done in three, four weeks. Maximum five. Time is just going by and this guy isn't doing anything. His body is in bad shape. And he says to me on July 7th, I want to bring another guy over here. I said, oh, God, I really don't like people or dealing with people. He said, I think you'll like him. He could help me with these floors. I said, all right, well, invite him over. We'll see. And when he got out of the truck in the driveway, and that was Ryan. First of all, I was like, he's so cute and so my type. So American and dirty blonde and blue-eyed, just adorable. And he says, today's my birthday, and it's August 7th, four days after I moved in. My house is demolished and this guy's not working at all. And uh, this guy's a Leo. And I just knew I I had to actually pursue this guy due to his shyness and my intimidation factor. Um, and I probably had to pursue him so hard for like a month until he was like. Really? Yeah. And it was, you know, we didn't even have intercourse for probably the first month, <laughs> uh, which for me is like three years. And, um, I, I had the patience available for him that I have not had in my life in general. Um, so I just, whatever I was feeling towards him was drawing me so strong and his warmth and kindness and everything about him was just so great. And I just wanted to be with him.
1: That, that's such a sweet story. And, and just to put a fine point on it, he's, Fifteen years 15 younger than years you. Younger. Or? He's
0: thirty-two. He'll be thirty. No, he's thirty-three. He was born in eighty-eight, so he'll be thirty-four. August seventh. I'll be fifty. So okay, sixteen.
1: About sixteen. And you know what? Yeah. Vis- visually,
0: so- nobody spots anything or says anything, but I've had quite a bit of work done. You know, um, so I feel very confident. I never feel awkward or like someone's going to ask, is that your mom? Like, I just never have that. Even my last husband was 19 years younger. He was 21 and I was 40. Um, no one ever said a word because I just, you know, I picked guys that looked like men and I tend to look like a girl.
1: (laughs) No, I, I, so, so you, you have experience dating younger men, um, and 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 you know, so I would say significantly younger. We're, I mean, since tw- you know, 19 years. So the
0: past fifteen years of my life, I've spent with younger men. And here's the kickoff: two of them, yeah. which were many years younger than me, are already passed. And people were like, "Why are you with this old lady?" And you know, I'm still here. And it's um, really age is just a number. It comes down to how we choose to live and the choices we make in our life, and those things accumulate.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think this—we are we're dealing with unraveling societal programming that says that it's only uh, men who can be—you know—not only is it acceptable to be with a younger right. mate, you know, a younger woman, but that that's preferred, and and that's what you should do, you know, and um, you know, for for eons, it's been that you know, younger women have been attracted to um, established, confident sometimes wealthy, you know, many times wealthy older men. And and this is our programming. This is our societal programming. And, you know, I think, I mean, I am in a, a relationship now with somebody who's 13 years younger than me. I have not experienced that in my life. This is the first time that I've experienced that age difference. But I, I 100% agree with you. Like everything about the relationship that I'm in, f- is just surprising in a delightful way. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's my only job is to let go of the, the societal expectations. You know, I get, I get to like, let go of all of that and, and, um, you know, not worry about what other people are thinking or feeling because it, it, you know, ultimately that doesn't matter. What matters is how you feel inside of your relationship and and if it's mutually satisfying you know and um so i love that we're both going through this experience um you know uh, and and i love that there are men amazing men out there who see the value in being with women who know who they are who are self sufficient who you know have a, 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 zest, a zest and a drive for life. And, you know, we know what we want. We know what we don't want. And um, I mean, I think that is probably what's so attractive for them about, you know.
0: All of that stuff I is love that, very, very more... true. But I want to talk about the subconscious reason that these guys are picking older women. The real reason. Let's go. So Let's if go. you start to look at between the years of 1995, let's say, and 2005 were, you know, let's even say 1990, porn started shifting. The hottest MILF porn when I was dating a 21 year old and I was 40, was MILF porn. MILF porn has literally created almost a uh, fetish for these guys. Many of these guys, only date older women it's the only thing they're attracted to because they watched it so long and it was so attractive for them that's what they wanted so people would ask me why do you think these younger guys want to be with you i said do you want the real reason and they'd say yeah i said milk porn and they went oh you're right i said i know
1: i i would i say that could be possible definitely there
0: um you know, 95% of guys I don't look at porn. Said 95% of boys between the ages of 14 and 21 have looked at porn. And those ages are very impressionable upon your sexual subconscious.
1: Mm-hmm. Just saying. I I don't even know what to say about that. It's I don't very even know what to large. say about that. Now that I put I it think, out
0: there, you'll I see. Think that- you can you can talk about it with other people. It might not be for your boyfriend. Maybe he never ever looked at porn, but he'd be like in the three percent minority. Most guys have seen porn between well, the ages of fourteen and twenty-one, and those are super impressionable years.
1: I I I think there's also reasons. Well, there's because a I'm thousand when reasons we're better in bed.
0: We're more open in bed. We know our bodies. <laughs> we know what we want. We know what we don't want.
1: How about this? We how about this? We don't want we kids. Don't want kids. How about millennials?
0: Most of them don't want kids.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, if they start dating somebody in their twenties or early thirties, those women are like, let's get, let's get married. Let's get, um, let's have babies. And I'm like, let's not get married and let's not have (laughs) babies. How about that? And, um, and, and that's like a relief. And you know, the fact that I'm like, I'm taking care of myself. In fact, not only can I take care of myself, I can take care of you. And, you know, let's, let's go enjoy life, you know? And so it's, it's been really, really amazing, but it's been fun to watch you and Ryan and your relationship and, um, and I can see how happy you are. I mean, I can see how happy you both are and, you know, just all of the moments that you guys enjoy. I love, I love being you know, uh, on the sidelines and being able to and see basically, it, you know, when
0: I use social media, it's like my diary every day that I'm letting everyone read. And it's also my memories because now yeah. when I'm getting older. My memories are few and far between. So I like when those memories pop up on social media and they remind me a year ago today, you were doing this. And I'm like, isn't it so weird that three or five years in a row or 15 years in a row, I'm always in the same place at the same time. Like I could be in Italy, but it's again, I'm there the same. It's, it's very interesting to watch your memories pop up, and you realize how many things that you tend to do sicklo- cyclically, cyclically, you don't really think yeah. about until you see it on paper with the dates, and you're just like, "Wow, I am just like the moon and the tides. I just have my cycles of things that I want and things that I like." Mm-hmm.
1: Speaking of um cycles and tides, moons and tides, you mentioned perimenopause earlier. Is that okay yeah, if we talk too. about that? So I just turn I turned 50 in August. I'm also one of your Leo people in your life. Uh, I turned 50 um August 20th last year. And um you your birthday's in October, October right? And you're turning 50. And um my hormones are also changing, as you mentioned. And um, I was actually kind of excited to finally start having some changes because that meant I got to go to the doctor and start playing around with bioidentical hormones. Have you have you started looking into that? I about? have
0: not, but I do have a hormone panel check on June 3rd. So we'll see what happens. And then I'll probably be on the phone with you and, and maybe chatting. Um, my hope is that yeah. I'm not taking a dive yet. I feel so great. So we'll see. I don't I don't know, but I have had weight gains since I've moved here, so um for the next sixty days I'm doing a total blow up and reset on my own wellness um just to get back to where I was
1: well girl I have had that experience over the last eighteen months. I have gained ten pounds, and I have been the same weight for like I twelve that years year. like you. Yeah. You can't get me off my mark. You just can't get me off my mark. Like it doesn't matter if I like work out a bunch or if right. I, it doesn't matter what I, it's like I couldn't, I couldn't gain it and I couldn't lose it. I was just there. And then all of a sudden the beginning of 2021, I, I mean, over that whole year, that 12 months, I gained 10 pounds. And so then in the last six months, I've like tried five different things, five different and strategies. You have all the best resources to- in
0: the world available to you.
1: Oh my God, dude, I can't. It's
0: different. I can't. And so here it comes. I, we hit the wall. It's the wall they've been telling us about for the wall. years.
1: We hit 50. I know. It's, I do believe, well, first, first um, my thyroid did take a dive. That was the first thing. And so I spent about six months trying to figure out the thyroid got that figured out. And girl, I'm telling you, when I, when I started, um, supplementing with thyroid, I thought for sure the weight would just drop off. I'm like, Oh yeah, (laughs) this is no, that didn't happen. Anyway, it's, it's, it, you know, my whole body changed at 35 years old and now at 50, it's 100% changing again. And it's just like, we get to figure it all out again and, and figure out, you know, what our body wants. But the other thing that I did, the other thing I'll just say about this body changing is three years ago, I finally quit smoking. I smoked, you know, my whole entire life. I, I quit here and there a couple of years here, a couple of yeah. years there. But for the most part, I smoked and I quit three years ago. And part of this weight gain is literally just, I used to smoke right. instead of eat. I mean-
0: you know, yeah, I'm definitely not so putting them it, down. Like I went weeks and weeks without them, and when now that I'm trying to lose weight, I pick them up because if I don't, I will eat more and more.
1: I know it's, it's to so eating, hard. I have it's like been...
0: these. That's why I think the hormones are off. We'll see. We'll see.
1: Hey, listen. I really had good results with being hypnotized when I got hypnotized three summers ago. Um, I never once had a cigarette ever again. Have you ever tried that?
0: No. I went from 2016 to 2020 and then picked it back up in COVID because my lungs were tested. And she was like, are you an Olympic swimmer? And I said, no, I smoke THC. So THC blows up the lungs. I have an incredible lung capacity. I have really healthy lungs. So, you know, I'm far more concerned about my neighbor with the bleach under her cabinet, to be honest.
1: Right, right, right. Well... Anyway, so so is that? How is that like? Do you guys have those discussions with um, Ryan? Like, I mean, he obviously you're such a very open. We person talk about, about everything and anything.
0: I, I poop in the same room, so you know. Once you're okay. at that level, <laughs> he's like, I, "We don't need to do that." I'm like, "It is what it is. You want to come in there and stand there? And here we go.
1: Stop. So have you guys had these menopause discussions? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Because so the first night we invite his mother over, she walks through the door and, you know, she likes to drink. (laughs) And uh, she cornered me outside pretty quick, I'd say within the first 15, 20 minutes. Um, Are you going to have a baby? Are you? Can you have Um, babies? Like, because Ryan, he's my last that doesn't have a baby. And God, I want him to have a baby. I said. She said, have you discussed these things? I know you're in love. I said, absolutely. We've discussed these things from like the very first day. I said, and just so you know, when Ryan and I have intercourse, we don't use any protection and he certainly doesn't pull out. So here's the deal. I said, my body is 50 years old. One of my daughters already told me she's having a vasectomy after they get married and I'm not getting grandchildren from at least one line. So I told Ryan. If my body becomes pregnant, and at sixteen weeks oh a doctor tests it and it's not Downsy or half breed or whatever, I would have that baby. The likelihood of that happening is super unlikely because as a like I I basically miscarry Ryan's child like every single month, so my little ovary is like a little bomb factory and it just blows up the babies because I'm sure my eggs are expired right at the very least I mean I'm 50 right but the last time I was tested you know whatever 40 whatever 5 maybe with uh Michael um they were still there and I was still capable and I did have a like a 12 week miscarriage in Italy when I was married to Michael so my body still becomes pregnant um and I'm open it's not a wish it's not a dream it's just I'm open to that I'm also very open to it not happening and my period completely going away and stop bothering me. So I just told the universe, if I'm meant to have another baby, then I will have another baby. And if not, I said to Ryan, I said, I'm going to be honest. I said, you know, we can be in a relationship now and you can break up with me later if you want to have a baby. But if that's a burning desire and you know that now, then I want to know that truth because right. I want to make decisions on my own. And I'm not saying my decision would be to break up, but I need to act in a different way than I would if I right. think this is for my lifetime, at least. So um, Ryan is a thousand percent okay with not having kids. He loves the freedom we have. Mm-hmm. You know, our dogs, they go to his mother and we travel. We do whatever we want. You know, when I said, can we do that game show? And you said, I don't want to leave my boyfriend. I'm not leaving my boyfriend either. So he's got a passport and he will go with me and the dogs will go to grandma's. Um, We want a full life. And even if we have a baby, we'll still have that full life. Because at this point, you know, goddamn well, I'm going to homeschool that kid. Not that I want to or have the patience (laughs) to do so, but I'll make him do it too. Um, But, you know, I don't see that happening. I really don't. And if it's some kind of fluke and I have a healthy baby, then God bless America. What... I believe when right. we die that the way we live on is through our DNA because we're literally looking through those eyes. That's me in there. I'm already living Jessica's life as a tattoo artist. I'm living Jenna's life. I'm very clear that when I pass, I may only get to experience life through them moving forward. And I do, I'm, I'm like, I like life. So I like to know that as long as those two are alive, I would get to look through life through their eyes in some way Mm -hmm. because I'm in Mm -hmm. there right now. So
1: yeah, I'm totally
0: open to having another one that I can look through their eyes. And I believe that people like me should be having the babies world leaders. I could make world leaders. When I look at my daughter, the 25 year old tattoo artist, and she tells me, mom, I set my own hours. Just like you told me, if I want to play video games, I better figure out a job that lets me do it. In between clients, I play video games. She said, when a woman comes in and I don't like her energy, I say, no, thank you. And I refer her out at 25. Like she's so advanced. She learned everything I learned by 45 at 25. So when I look at the evolution of my DNA, I want to see that go further.
1: That's really cool. That's really cool. But I am surprised that you are open to Having another okay, baby—that is though, very, very. Make me be clear:
0: I am not hoping for this. Every time it explodes in there, I'm like, "No!" When you, what do you, what do you mean when you
1: say it, it explodes in there? Know. What do you, what so are you talking about? If
0: I'm, when you can only get pregnant like three, four days out of the month, right? Only in ovulation, truly. So, really, it's only one day, but you kind of have this three or four day window where you could definitely get pregnant, right? So that's when they do the ovulation testing, that's what they're doing, okay? So let's say that you're ovulating. Let's say it's about a week after your period ends. Now, he just took his sperm, came in with my egg, and now all of a sudden, seven days later, I have a bright red spontaneous period. I shouldn't, I don't, I don't do that. My body doesn't do that unless it's pregnant. So I'm having very, very, very short-lived pregnancies. And I've been doing this. So you're saying
1: that is happening to you every month? No,
0: not. I mean, it seems... So the problem with Ryan and I is that we have sex every day. And sometimes once or twice a day. So it's happening a lot. So I'm definitely getting all that sperm every single time I'm ovulating. I'm getting that connection. (laughs) So, and I'm very fertile. So um, I had to have an abortion at 40 because my boyfriend at the time, who I was madly in love with, just forced me to. And I wasn't going to do a baby against someone's will. So um, right. I love my own DNA babies. I don't love others. Um, and, and I cannot imagine <laughs> not completely being madly in love with a baby with Ryan. If it wasn't Ryan, would right. I even be? having this conversation I haven't before except with Michael when I love them to that degree it's right. hard for me to not want to experience because I know what the experience is like I especially and I, I, I it feels bad to me that Ryan the man that would be one of the best fathers just like my daughter's soon to be husband these two guys would make the best fathers in the world and it looks like neither one of them will have the opportunity So I would never get in the way of that. And I would much rather live a life with a baby with Ryan than without. I certainly wouldn't, I certainly would not abort our child. I would not feel comfortable with that. For me, it would almost be like aborting a grandchild. Like I, at this age, my, my, the way I had that desire to have Jenna at 20, Jenna was planned. I was 23 and I planned her. That's the the level of my hormones in that moment to want that child. Nigger, the same things happens to you when you turn perimenopause. My desire to have those grandchildren kicked up. And I was just like, oh, my God, Uh, I'm I'm aching for grandchildren and looking at all of these other people's grandchildren. I'm not getting this because I really pushed home hard No early pregnancy.
1: Hey, Gia, Gia, let me just tell you, maybe it's an ache for babies or maybe it's just Yeah, yeah,
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen. But if it did, and it's 16 weeks, it was healthy. But I'll tell you what: now it's 16 weeks. If it wasn't healthy, I'd have to leave Florida. It's now illegal after 15 weeks.
1: No, I f- okay. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. One second, but I will tell you, it is. This is an issue. This is one of the things of of dating a younger man, a man in their 30s. My boyfriend's 37 is that they, you know, do they want to have children? Um, And also as a man at 33, 37, or even 40, do they even know? Do they even have to know? That's the thing about guys is they don't really have a time limit on when they can choose to be a father, right? So at 33 or 37, they're like, you know. Um, and, and for women, obviously, we we have a time frame. There is a time where it's possible, and then there's a time where it becomes not possible. And and um, I mean, so that is definitely one of the discussions that that one has to have.
0: In I have a it. Like this. I have and, it in and, the first week. So for me, I'm I'm very confrontational. I mean, to a degree, I'm just like, here's who I am. Here's what I want. Here's what I will never put up with. And like I put it out there right from the beginning and I want them to do the same. And I, I do I, don't, I don't want to say I tricked them into it being a safe place where they can tell me anything they want. I don't, I don't do my deal breakers really until I really do my thorough research on what they want because I don't want to influence what they're going to tell me, especially now that I'm older. Right. I've learned that. Um, but with Ryan, I, right. I just saw his family was about kids and, And he said, listen, he goes, my brother had a baby at 21. The mother was a drug addict. We had to raise this baby from a baby until he was about five or six. He said, so I feel like I have raised a child. Um, And and he's, he really likes our freedom too. So we're either one of us are completely fine with either one happening. That's just where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, I could change my mind in five years and have a baby, but I don't, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I'm not doing in vitro. So it's, yeah. I think even if I wanted to do it and spend a lot of money, it would be extremely difficult, if not impossible. So I just don't think that it'll happen. Yeah. But if it did happen and it was a healthy pregnancy, that's one more opportunity I get to live. It also gives me an opportunity to heal the things that I didn't do right with my first kids because I was so young. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah. totally open to being a grandmother or a mother, as long as my body will allow it. In fact, if I could go back with the knowledge that I have today, I would have probably had five or six or maybe more children. Wow. Isn't that crazy? If I knew what I knew now and I had a real partner, because it was hard with two kids with a single mom, right? But for me, it wasn't hard because I'm like a superstar. So for me, I just showed everybody, look at me. I'm Wonder Woman. This is so easy. What are y'all complaining about? Um, But I think with five, it would have been a little different. But I think that if I had the right part, if I had met Ryan at 21, I think we'd have 10 babies.
1: So it seems like the way you're talking about Ryan, like I have not heard you talk about anybody like this. So, I mean, is it truly like you really feel significantly different than you did about Michael? So here's and about, the main differences um, I
0: between everyone else I've ever picked and Ryan. Everyone, everyone, including Ryan, I've ever picked are addicts in one way or another. Ryan was the first recovered addict that I dated. He had been recovered from alcoholism before I met him almost a year. So... Ryan had, come, had that come to Jesus moment about himself without me. Everybody else had to come to that come to Jesus moment, but it was really a come to Gia moment. They didn't want to lose me. And so they saw the light of the Lord and they were going to do uh, anything not to lose me. They'd go to Landmark. I can't tell you how many guys I put through Landmark, and I don't mean financially. I well,
1: you're just helping. You're just helping the world. You're just helping. Oh the no, world yeah. You see that movie Landmark, Failure to so.
0: Launch with Sarah Jessica Parker? I've done that yeah. without getting paid. Yeah. I've made better men of these guys where I could, you know. But the problem is, I was the catalyst. So you look at Michael Howard now, that brilliant composer that could be the next. John Williams. And what is he doing living in his parents' house and playing video games at least 20 hours a day, my girls say, no matter what time they go on, he's always still on years after the divorce. Like I basically propped these guys up and created the image of them that I believed they could be. I see when I see someone, I see their highest soul falling and their highest soul purpose, which is why I believe I could be a life coach. Here's why I'm not a life coach. Most people, probably 99.7, like the COVID survival rate, those people will never, ever, ever realize their potential. They will never go after it. They don't have the drive. They don't have the gumption. Uh, people are weak. They make bad decisions. They're people pleasers. They try to please others. At the end, they kill themselves. It's You have to really just know what you want in life and go for it for fuck's sake. And Ryan was already a whole package before he got here. He was already physically. Fit. He had already done his work. Yeah. Right. He was mentally fit, emotionally fit, physically fit. The only thing he didn't have in his life was really a friend that didn't drink, didn't have any non-drinking friends that weren't in a program. Um, he had never dated in his life without alcohol. So this was his first sober relationship. So in the beginning, he told me, listen, I almost feel like a virgin. I haven't dated in three years. I haven't had sex in three years. I've really just been focused or on- Or probably sober sex. I never, he said, I've never had sober sex. And, um, you know, we were-
1: I'm telling you, that's the only kind of sex I like yeah. is sober sex, yeah, me by the too. way. I mean,
0: I smoke a little weed, but it's not, you know, like when you get drunk and you're all, drunk makes me numb down there. I don't know what people are thinking about getting- sex.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah.
0: So he's a whole person. He's a wonderful person. Everybody in the world that's ever met Ryan is just like, Oh my God, like that's like one of the best guys you'll ever meet. And, uh, he really is. So, and the way he treats me is as important as who he is. And the fact that, you know, it's now almost June, we started dating at the end of August He still buys me flowers every week. He still asks me what I need. He still does all the grocery shopping. He pays for almost like more than half at this point, I'd say. And I'm also not used to that. I know, but
1: here's what's interesting. And I I love all of these things, you know, about Ryan and, and in your relationship. But I also just want to point out that we as women should not be surprised by our partner's
0: being partners,
1: you know, the fact that but we should listen. I've dated and thousands
0: t- of guys, I've had hundreds of relationships, they're almost never a but partner. Saying,
1: but that's what I'm saying. What does it say about our society that as women,
0: we have to be like, Look, he he shows up right. and is co- I don't have to ask him to do the dishes, <laughs> I don't have to ask him to clean up after him, I don't have to ask no. for what I want and what I need. He naturally delivers it because he's a fucking grown up. Right. And he cherishes well, good. me. And he wants me right. to know that every day. You are my life. You are my whole life. And I love that. Mm. He is mine. We're dedicated. It's great. I'm so
1: I'm happy for you. I'm excited. All right. Let's let's talk about um what you've been up to the last couple of weekends. I one of the things you you know, you moved to Florida and you created this, you literally from scratch, from the foundation, created a whole new life and you filled it up with the things that you wanted to be about yeah. the, the, in this The next first thing that I wanted was
0: life. to know people and be heralded like I was in Phoenix. And I really had no idea how I was going to do that as a brand new kid and a brand new everything. Um, so I decided to take the job of marketing director for Harley Davidson. I thought this is going to make me the most popular kid in town. Um, you know, if you talk to anybody right now, I'd say there's a seven degree of separation between me and them because I took that job at Harley Davidson. I told them, look at this age, I don't have to be here. You can't afford me. I said, but if you let me do sales and you let me do my own thing, I'll, I'll stay because I like to work. And I like to contribute to society. And I can triple your sales, which I did. And um, it was really fun. They didn't have the integrity. But what it did was it brought me to a whole community that I, I had no idea. And, and literally every time I'd meet somebody, oh, Ryan, that's your boyfriend? Yeah, I've known Ryan for 20 years. What a great guy. Literally just constant reinforcement about how great Ryan was from the community. For a brand new girl that didn't know anybody in town, the universe brings me everything because I seek it. Cause I um, seek yeah. it. It doesn't just bring it, by the way, right? I said I wanted to do theater again. I said I wanted to be back on stage. You know, there's no money in stage work. Even if you're paid, it's 400 a week for the main roles. It's ridiculous. Um, but now that I didn't have to worry about that, I said, well, now that I'm not going to be at Harley Davidson, let me be part of the community and go to a local theater. And I went and I drove by and I saw that I had missed nonsense auditions. And instead of just saying, ah, shucks and just driving home, I pulled a Gia. And I called them on the line, and I got their voicemail, and I said, hey, listen, I'm a classically trained theater actress. If anybody fucks up or gets hurt or whatever, I can literally come in and do any role. Perfect. So if you need me, just call me. And I never heard from anybody, you know? And then a month later, they were like, listen, we really need to cast this eccentric, uh, uh bright, big personality that's a life coach and trying to teach others how to whip their life into shape. and I was like, you called the right girl. So yeah, we did two weeks of performances. They called you. They called me. They had me audition. I got so, and while I was auditioning in my back bedroom on zoom, Jenna took a picture right here. That's my bedroom door. Well, she took a, a video. Ryan is sitting on the floor there with his ear pressed to the door the whole time listening to my so audition. Cute. Like, those are the things, number one, you can't buy. And number two, it tells you what their real heart is. You know what I mean? A lot of guys seem to do things to try to placate you, to try to check it off a list. This guy does things to experience the joy of giving and to experience watching my face when I'm finally receiving what I deserve.
1: You are officially the president of the Ryan Hartman Fan Club. Yes.
0: And he is mine.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... So, tell me about this theater experience. I will.
0: I just want to say one thing real quick, just because I, I did this today. And now that we're talking about it, it kind of people are like, so if I'm single, I am amazing. If I'm in a good relationship, I am amazing. Here's what I am me in a relationship with a liar or a breadcrumber, I have anxiety, anger, depression, sadness, rage. Me in a relationship with a trustworthy, kind, grown man? Happy, joyful, calm, loving, giving. Be alone or choose wisely. You might think you're crazy, but you really just made a bad choice and then stuck with it. And I'm talking to myself. By the way, everybody writes me, are you writing this for me? No, girl, I'm writing this for me. Because sooner or later, I'm going to see that pop up and it's going to remind me of my own words. You know, we should be our own best guru. The theater. Um, so, after, 100%. so the reason I gave up theater was because there's just no money in it. And I also realized that I liked business and entrepreneurship more than I did, uh, doing actual stage theater. And here's why I'm actually better at business. I'm a good, good stage actress. Okay. But there are greats out there that will make me look very pedestrian. And I don't kid myself. I might be the best this Treasure Coast has ever seen. People were dying. They were like, you should be on Broadway. I'm very good. I am not a master. I am a master of creation. So I do love theater and I want to be in theater. But the whole time I'm doing it, I'm thinking, God, if I had my own theater, (laughs) I could do X, Y, and Z. So here's what I loved about doing the theater. Number one, that I could still win. For me, the best part of doing theater was winning the star role and always winning and never having to pay my dues and always seeing my name and beating everyone around me. That's why I had no friends. And that was like my favorite thing was winning. And then my next favorite thing is really digging into that character and trying to find the emotional capacity to bring that to life. Someone else's words. That's fun and a challenge. It's a fucking challenge. And then the rehearsals are fun because you're like, you're creating the whole time. And then opening night is like, right. look at what I've done. 350 lines delivered perfectly. And then after that, I'm like, fuck. We ought to do how many more shows of this boring? We just, that was, it was, it's not over. Um, and that's obviously not going to work in the theater. Um, this one had double headers on Saturdays. And I was just like, at four o'clock, I was like, we're really doing this again at eight. Whereas when I was in entrepreneurship, my height. I was working 150 hours a week with a smile on my face, barely slept unless I passed out. Right. And I look forward to it. I actually started just because I wanted some cash and some mad money. I started a green cleaning business where I charged like 75 bucks an hour. And I found myself looking forward to going to do that more than going to do another show on the stage. So for Interesting. me, I can't deny the fact that I do love work and I love creation. And I also love that that instant gratification like the way a lash artist gets somebody with no lashes and then they put on a full set like that's for me like when i left this woman's house and she said to me she said, i can't believe she she had seen my show she's like you're the most talented funny smart woman but, but my girl, I've, I've never had my house cleaned like this in my life. I can't believe you do this too. I said, <laughs> well, I've only done it three times in my life for someone else now, but you know, I was bored and I don't want to take a job. And I have so many hours on my hands when Ryan's at work and I was just like, what can I do? And he's like, oh, my dad's going to hire you for 300 bucks to go clean that vacant, uh, that place we just finished. So like, I'm having fun because I want to use my physical body. And it reminded me of cycles once again. I'm in uh, I'm in Winfield, Kansas. I'm doing Summer Stock theater. It's professional theater. It's tw- it's four shows in twelve weeks. And the first show I get cast as a lead, and it's me and Jenna Fisher, Pam from The Office, and we both have lead roles as a couple other girls. And like she was my best friend, and I did theater that whole summer. When I went to audition for West Side Story because I really wanted to be Rita, you know, Rita Moreno, Anita. They said, you can't have more than one one starring role in the summer. I said, oh, I wish you would have told me that at the beginning of the summer then, because I wouldn't have even auditioned for that other show. And I was really angry about right. it. Why am I telling you this story, though? There is a reason. Oh, the cycle. So yeah, the cycle. we were on stage professionally. It was amazing. And we worked probably 100 hours a week. We were paid room and board and 300 cash a month. The next summer, they said to me, would you like to come do summer stock theater again? We'd love to have you. I said, I actually, and this was in 1993. I said, I actually just negotiated a contract with the maintenance company here at the college. And I'm going to be hand mowing the hills that can't be ridden uh, by hand every day for a $1,000 a week. So I'm getting $4,000 a month and I'm not going to be doing any theater. And I was ripped and I was tan. And I just thought of it while I was actually cleaning someone's house. I said." You just walked and I just walked away from them casting me in a Neil Simon show because I wanted to go do my other stuff. So I want it all, Joanna. I want to do a starring role with the play I want to do. But do I want to take her role that she wants me to take? No, I don't relate to it. It doesn't feel. It's got to be meaty. It's got to be something. It's just got to be for me. I don't give a fuck about anybody else anymore. Everything now is, am I doing this for me? Am I getting something out of this? Because if not, what I build is a very resentful person with two dragons on the shoulders.
1: Yes. Yes. No, I want to highlight this because this is this is absolutely the, the the transition that I feel like we all must need to make as human beings is this people pleasing, fitting in a box, fitting in a mold. Person who's who's going along with the programming like a like a robot and following following nonsense off right. ledges and just going with it to to a self you know a self um, directed creative life force that's allowing allowing whatever wants to flow through you to flow through you, and having some freaking boundaries, having the ability to use your voice, as you say, to say no. No, no, thank you. That's not for me. That's not for me. No, I'm looking for only what is for me. And if I don't like anything I see, I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to jump timelines. I'm going to go from here to here, And I'm going to create something completely new. the real way that we
0: really help other people is by being that and then showing them that unapologetically raw is what it is. You want to know why I'm so happy and why I have everything I want? Because I said fucking no to everything else. And I committed and I fucking, I, I killed myself to achieve the things I want. I sacrificed. And I did a post about that a few weeks ago to all these you know, girls in Scottsdale that have $1,800 in hair on and a $2,500 purse. I said, and you want to complain about your landlords raising your rate when you told me not, why am I living in the ghetto in Phoenix while I made 200000 in equity and 150000 in rental income? You make fucking piss poor decisions, and then you want landlords that have sacrificed to get there to lower their rent? the fuck out of here. You're fucking some of every choice you've made. And I, I, can, I can tell you this very, very clearly. I have a, a good friend that is 55, 56. He has a nice house, always has beautiful cars. And the women, they're the carbon copy woman of Scottsdale or Phoenix that they're 60 years old. There's thousands of these women out there. Joanna, they're 60 years old. They've never owned a house. Never. And they've had decent jobs. They could have owned houses. They have been waiting for this man to come and create their life since they're 25 years old. And now they're 60 and they're settling for the guy that they didn't want last year because they realize the writings on the wall They're fucked. And they don't honestly want to put the work in because even I've had people in front of me. I'm like, here's X, Y, Z, and I'll work 80 hours a week to get you there they're lazy motherfuckers and they won't give up their Netflix and their fucking spy dramas and everything else they got going on in their life and their $6 Starbucks. We all have the lives and the karma we deserve.
1: Well, you are an entrepreneur and you, and you are also letting your creative life force, you know, come through your body. Yeah. Flow through your body. And, um, let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. You know, I always say that, um, you know, people, people want, no, we've both said this, people want, people want what they don't have, but they're not willing to do the things that they need to do that, that, that we're doing, that we're, that we're willing to do. It's like, you want what we have, but you're not willing to do what we do you know, or do so, what we done. And then done. there's two different types and- of
0: entrepreneurship too. So like there's the entrepreneurship where you want to create a business and you want to work that business. And I was like that my whole, whole life. I think I'm I'm calling myself something different now, more a freedom entrepreneur. So for me, I'm not independently wealthy. You know, I have some residual income. It's not enough to pay all my bills though. Um, so I had to get creative to have... Freedom entrepreneurship. So my entrepreneurship now is all designed at just making me a free person so I don't have to work, so I can just do whatever I want on any given day, willy-nilly. So, they, so, so how for does that me, work? how that how works that work? is I refer an essentials company and I teach and educate people how to shop cheaper, safer, fresher online. So I have a residual income line from that. And then I have an Airbnb property that rents for 500 a night. So I can leave for three nights and make 1500 or I leave for five nights and I pay my mortgage and my electric. So, um, but right now what we've been doing is we want to stay in the house is we've just been renting individual rooms for 2000 a month. So I make about, you know, $6,000 a month doing absolutely nothing, but letting the money that I had create that more money for me. And now that Ryan has seen that he's a contractor you know, the one thing we both want to do is build tiny homes and make affordable housing, but also do short-term rentals with tiny homes. And we're so into that right now. And it's really all we want to do. So what we're going to do right now is- Oh my God, I love this we're idea. We're going to build one here so that eventually I can sell this for a huge profit, walk away with, you know, a little less than half a mil and then take that money to buy land and then build us a nice two-story tiny home and then 10 tiny homes around it. We just want our freedom together. So that's how we'll build his freedom is by doing what I've done for myself and that's how I'll free him. So for me in a relationship, I'm different. I don't want to take everything I've created and give it away or share it. I, I do and I don't. For me, that over time has built resentment with men. So what's important for me is I say, okay, so let's say I have 200,000 in my house, right? Just my own money that I put in. That 200,000 is something I've created completely without you. Having said that, I'll still be generous, but if we don't start creating something together, now that we're together, and all we're doing is draining the resources that I had before you ever came in the picture, it will, for me, with who I am, eventually create a resentment. So what we've done is we've created a company together, and we are moving in the direction of starting to build together. And like we have our vision board over there, and one fourth of it is building. We want to build together. So it will also, it's not just about me. When a man is free because of the things he's done versus the things she's done, it gives them that own feeling of vaca, which is a European word. Yeah, You're the only person in the history of ever that I did not have to define (laughs) that word for. Um, And I want him to have that too because I never want people to ever look at me as a sugar mama. I don't know why, but that's very important to me. Somehow it discredits my beauty. It discredits my intelligence. um, It discredits everything good about me. And I want him to have those same good feelings about himself that I have about mine. And the truth is he was not shown home ownership through his family. His family has been renting their entire legacy, you know, so he doesn't have those role models. So I'm still mentoring the guy I love, of course he's the number one person in my life other than my kids. I want him to have what I have, so that if i God forbid I die in five years, he will still be a man right. of industry and be able to create a life right beyond just working for others well no and and it's you know you say that you're a mentor and
1: and you are, but also just at being in partnership, we want to be. Influencing and inspiring in both directions. Yes,
0: are, he makes me want know, to be a better man.
1: He he makes you want to be a better woman. Yeah.
0: Well, I, it's a line from a movie, so I say the line verbatim. But yeah, you know what I mean. And and in a way, we can say just so. You know, we can say person. just so you know, I do relate to myself. I know it's going to sound crazy as more of a man. Here's why. Each of us have. Well, you just have a
1: lot of, you have masculine energy. That
0: and in our sign, because we mentioned numerology and astrology, in our charts, we all have 12 pieces of pie, right? Do you know that? Mm -hmm. Like your moon's in something else, your Jupiter. Okay. So your sun sign is your Leo. That's your sun sign. But where the moon was, where Jupiter, you have 12 signs. Out of 12 of mine, 10 of mine are male and two of them are female. The way I love and one other way, I don't remember visually, like visually and the way I love is female. Everything else is male brained. Um, and that's okay. I mean, it's, there's a couple of ways where Ryan's charts are female, where mine are masculine. It's, it's a good blend. So I'm, I have a very, very, my polarity in femininity and masculinity runs towards the masculine sign. I'm definitely more mm-hmm, masculine than mm-hmm. I am feminine.
1: I have, I have had a lot of masculine, um, did seize. Ener, ener, yeah, energy and, and pr- practice because I was an entrepreneur for so long and in business and, and the, the, the tasks that were demanded of me required a masculine energy to emerge. And also because I never had some man taking care of me and, or never had to take a, a mother role where I was taking care of children and 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 had to have somebody you know I, I i've always just taken care of myself and i've never and 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 what that meant for me is is I never really had a super masculine man in my life because that masculine masculinity Same. that I was espousing was kind of a, was kind of attracting a little more of a feminine Same. energy into into my yes. life and now. I have really done work. I have been doing work these last three years on, on on, awakening the feminine archetypes in my body and in my in my brain and in my spirit and in my emotions and all of it. And what that has done is it has attracted an incredibly masculine presence and masculine man in my life, which is like so new for me. And it's like really interesting to kind of soften like I'm... Softening into this feminine, and i i i I'm enjoying the practice of and the expansion of this this expression of myself, you know it's 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 so cool that we can kind of go in and out and expand and contract in these different polarities so as you nice say, to try you know? different things on definitely, definitely so. The entrepreneurship, the mentorship, the the doing something together, the um, the allowing your partner to grow inside of a container that maybe we have a little more experience of setting up that container, but allowing them to flourish and grow and, and create something for themselves um, as opposed to, like you said, being a sugar mama or, you know... Um, taking care of. Because it's important that each individual person has their own sense well, of achievement and their own sense of, yeah, absolutely. So that's great. So let's talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship. We talked about freedom entrepreneurship as a pair, as opposed to, I'm guessing, like, shackled. The guy shackled. that owns the UPS
0: store, good dear friend of mine. Let's say that he makes brings home maybe 250 a year for himself. Maybe that's what he brings home But every day, his daily job is about an $8 an hour job that he has to do. And he has to be the one holding his finger on the pulse all the time or the business goes to shit. So I look at his life and I think he's in his late 60s now and he's still working the counter at his UPS store. And I think that that's no different than the kid making $20 an hour. They have a different lifestyle perhaps, but not really. This guy can't go away for two weeks. He can't take off for a month. There's no freedom in that entrepreneurship. So yes, he created a business that profits and he lives off that and lives his lifestyle and goes to work every day and has to do that. Same thing every day for 35 years. To me, that's not a life. You know, if there was a way to duplicate himself, maybe, you know, but there isn't. Employees are never gonna feel about your UPS store the way you do. So he's shackled, absolutely shackled. And I don't think that's freedom at all. And That's not the kind of entrepreneurship I want to lead people into. When people come to me with their giant ideas and so, now, and do you know somebody that has $50,000 that they want to invest into my new business? I say, no, I don't.
1: No. I don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And by the way, Gia, you know, you just made me made me think. You and I, can you imagine you and I hosting our own shark tank where people would come to us and tell, tell us their business idea, and then you and I just basically <laughs> rip it apart <laughs> and tell them why it won't work and why it's going to suck, like... People come to me with business ideas all mm-hmm. the time. And I I just, the first thing I say to them is, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? Do you, I mean, and then I just go through the list of like, okay, this risk, this risk, this I'll go risk, through this risk. This, what like, it
0: costs marketing-wise to get a business up and running and what you really need. And most people don't have it.
1: It's it's incredible. So, will you put a pin in that idea of the Shark Tank, and maybe that's something we could do in the future? We 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 could do an episode of this uh, podcast called uh, "Joe and Gia Do uh, uh, Evaluate Your Business Idea." We could we could have people write in and call in. Seriously, evaluate their That'd whole be life
0: because their life is usually such a fucking problem. <laughs> it gets in the way of everything else. Well, Even if you look at the book I wrote, Hundred and One yeah. Ways." To whatever, my entrepreneurship work, the startup entrepreneur. It's like everything in there is about habits. These people have so many different habits that don't serve them. And they have to start by stopping. They have to make a list of all the things they got to stop first. Their, their brains spinning mm-hmm. in a billion directions and they're not focused on anything. And their life is just kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. And with that kind of life, it's hard to build anything on top of it because they're the shaky foundation at the base of everything.
1: And I feel like a lot of times that a personality like that wants to start a business because they just don't like working for people. Like they've, they've, they've had, they can't get along in their work environment. So they, they feel that that must mean that they're an entrepreneur, that they must need to work for themselves and start their own business. But it's like, just because you can't get along with people doesn't mean you, you're an entrepreneur. That's
0: going to be the worst thing for you to be an entrepreneur. Right, right. It's like. Because that's all about building relationships. Right.
1: So. Um before we kind of you know so we we have a an, a choice here what we could do right now, we could kind of have one more kind of piece of this conversation which is talking about like the theme of the podcast, which is making every day a good day to die, and we could talk about that, and then we could begin another subject of of um plastic surgery, and I could actually put this into two separate episodes um or or we can finish up with this podcast you know and if you're not up for another hour we can schedule a plastic surgery one no i'd rather do okay. it now so before we get into that let's i just you know when i, I there's so many things i admire about you and um we, i also do feel we have a lot in common which interestingly enough when we first met i i didn't think we had that much in common. I mean, we were both in completely yeah. different situations, and then, and then life happened, and we found ourselves in almost like identical situations. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things I admire about you is your um, your your way of being, where you will just reach out and grab what you want in life, um, unapologetically. And you have this way of being of truly making sure every day, every day is counting for you. That's what I see. You've not told me that, but I, I what I observe for you is that you are, are enjoying something about every day. Every day matters, and um, the theme of this podcast is making every day a good day to die. And I just would, if you know, if you could talk a little bit about
0: your philosophy about you know, how you know, that is absolutely my philosophy in life is, you know, even sometimes I'll tell my boyfriend, what would we do tonight? If tomorrow we didn't wake up, you know, like we should be really just living our joy, whatever that is. And for me, some days that's just staying home and cleaning my house for eight hours. Um, some days it's laying by the pool. Some days it's doing 10 miles. Some days it's going to the beach, you know, whatever it is, Every day, I end the day smiling, happy, and cuddled. And every morning, I wake up smiling and happy and cuddled. And I told Ryan that. It almost doesn't matter what's going on during the day. Like, the way we end our day is so perfect that every day is perfect.
1: Oh, my God. I love how you describe your mornings and your evenings. Say that one more time, those three things. Smiling, happy, and cuddled.
0: Smiling, happy, and cuddled. Oh I go to sleep like that every night, and I wake up like Isn't that every Isn't that morning. the best? It is. You... And to have consistency is shocking because, you know, everybody's like this in the beginning. Right.
1: And you guys are coming up on how, when is your year?
0: Well, we were official on October 1st, I... so that will be our official, but we started dating at the end of August, so. Oh. Just a few months away. So you
1: became official on your birthday?
0: Yeah. Actually, um, my ex-boyfriend was here because it was my birthday and my family was here. The house was full. And my babysitter from when I was little in New York was here. And she sat on the couch next to Ryan. And I was in the kitchen. Billy was standing next to me. And she looks at Ryan. And I had told Billy I was dating Ryan. I was very honest. But he still didn't like it. And she looked at Ryan and said, so are you Gia's boyfriend? And he looks at her and goes, and I didn't know what he was going to say because we'd been dating at that point, but we still, I don't know we were having sex. Yeah. For like two weeks, I think we were having sex. Um, and he looked at her and said, yeah, I think I am. She kind of claimed me. And yeah, that sent my boyfriend out of the house, my ex-boyfriend out of the house, angry that night, left, barely speak, um, but it, the way he said it, that I claimed him, I just thought, that's just what I do in life. I claim what I want, mm-hmm. you know, and I wasn't getting any opposition, so I kept going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. And I love you. And I just appreciate, I I appreciate you who you are in this world. It's so important for me and for anybody who knows you to be exposed to your kind of bravery. And... um because it allows us to step into ourselves more freely when we see you as an example and mm-hmm. and i i appreciate you so much and even though i i am so excited for you to being in florida i i do wish you were here so we could hang out sometimes because the four of us would really have some fun but
0: well, my eventual future is that I will be moving back to Rocky Point, Mexico oh. as a base as well, which will put me on a West Coast location. We'd like to be able to have a place here and have place there so that we can kind of go back and forth and have West and East Coast rental properties. So it is my intention to have a place yeah. closer to the West Coast. Soon. Okay,
1: cool. I'll look forward to that. But in the meantime, we'll focus on our Shark Tank and, um, yes. a recurring, a recurring role on this podcast. Cause I love talking to you.